Well, this is it. <laughs> I guess. The end of Two Gay Mats in 2023. Yes, this is the last podcast that will feature both Matt Palmer and Matt Steele. Yeah. For the year of 2023, I might try to throw one up at the end of the year with a guest co-host, but no But that guest there. co-host is not me, so you know what? No one cares. Wow. Just I mean, kidding. It's Janie, and Janie's an icon. Janie has love. not agreed to this, so we can't even oh, say okay. <laughs> <laughs> I will ask her, and if she's available, there will be one. Maybe uh, I'll ask her right now. Janie. She's probably listening. <laughs> Janie, are you available? I don't think this is the way to get to her. <laughs> this is the way to do it publicly. So if she says no, then all of the Cathy's out there can shame her no, this and make is, her feel guilty. This is like how I think Kanye was trying to get Nikki to sign off on a you know a sample or like getting a song out that he wanted that was recorded three years ago. And she said no. Nikki said no publicly. So let's not get turned down publicly. Okay, but is Janie as um, ornery as Nicki Minaj? No. <laughs> she is very lovely, kind, light in comparison. And, and down not, down for everything. And we're not as problematic as Kanye West. No, we're definitely I mean, not. It's a low bar, but we clear sure. it. Unless this, you never know what you're going to say this podcast. I mean, you could say something that could get you canceled and Janie will be like, I can't be seen in public with you anymore. I don't Sorry. foresee it, but you know what? Everyone keep tuning in. See what I say. I know, guys. 2024 is going to be our year of just like us getting like canceled. I mean, you say that, but once we do the Reputation Taylor's version. Oh, it is going to be rough year for us. It's going to be rough. So we're going to be in our Reputation era. But for now, we are still in our 1989 era. Yes, everyone loves us for right now. Right now. everybody and welcome back to Two Game Mats, the podcast. It's Matt Palmer. And it's Matt Steele. And we're back again. Our final week together in 2023. It's really been quite a year, hasn't it? It has. You it know? went by real, real fast. I know. It really feels like you blink and you miss it kind of year. But Oh, wait. I, that's like every year for the last however many years I know. I feel point. like as people get older, yeah, people like us. Well, because it's just like as you get older, there are more days to compare yes. like a year. Like when you're seven or even like 15, it's yes. like you have so few years to compare things to. So it's like, oh, this whole year, that's one seventh of my life. Right. Now, like a year is like one many, many more, like <laughs> like less of a, a fraction yes. of your life. You know, so it feels like a shorter period of time that is science it's we've been talking a lot about science and the like pre-recording of this podcast we were talking about what the different parts of your teeth do yeah and we were talking also about um large heads and why actors have had large heads because people used to say on our um youtube channel that matt Steele has a larger head, which i don't know that i would say you have like an exceptionally large head no but we were reading something about the reason that a lot of hollywood actors have large heads is because you know their big head fills up the screen better than someone with a small head shit now i'm like pissed that my head actually is isn't large. That's probably why I don't get any rolls. Hey, uh, like, do I need to have some sort of plastic surgery to like expand my head? Like, think, is there a, a, a procedure for I don't that? I think that's a thing. Someone invent one, please. <laughs> and like, but because- hey. You were in Dahmer. I, sure. <laughs> Which we can talk about again now. We, See, remember so many weeks ago, so many months ago, I wasn't allowed to say the D word. But here, we're back. A post-SAG strike world, pre-2024 world. It's a big day. Yeah, we're allowed to talk about the acting work that I got in 2021. Yes. That <laughs> premiered in 2022. Yes. That was a long time ago still. It was long ago, to quote a great Mariah Carey song. Matt Steele. Yes. How's your week been? My week was good. Yes. As I said in the previous two podcasts, that this is a very stressful time yes. because you're counting down getting everything ready so I can fly out for the holidays. I yes. fly out tomorrow night, yes. which I'm very, very excited about. I can't wait to see my family and to have my lovely vacation. And, you know, we're having like our guest, a little vacation from two game apps. Absolutely. We're kind of like, it's like August uh, for the view. Like okay. the, the views <laughs> month off is August. I so the entirety that. of August, I'm just like, 
where are my girls? Um, <laughs> so people might be saying that for the week that we're not going to have a podcast. That's fine. Um, but uh, yeah, and so I did a bunch of important things. I like, I got my hair cut. I, I went to the dentist. Love that. Um, the washing machine broke. Oh, again. that so, washing machine has always been a problem. It sure has. And and I keep saying to our landlord, I'm just like, we need to do something about this washing machine. Yes, He's just we like, do. I'm trying. The company is a pain. Mm. So prayers out for that one. That'll get resolved in 2024, hopefully. Yes, yes. Um, and so uh, it was a lot of like visiting of a laundromat this mm-hmm. week as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did I do? I uh, released a tra- the trailer for the yes! series that I directed. The trailer that um, was written by and produced by my very good friend Cecilia Tickton. It's called Hustling. Yes. And uh, if you go to uh, my uh, Instagram, well, I haven't, I haven't done like the official like on the, uh, what's it called? The grid grid post yet. I just did the story today because, you know, got to do different posts for different days. Um, But uh, you can find it on YouTube um, or you can find it on my friend Cecilia's uh, Instagram. She's at Cecilia Tickton, T-I-C-K-T-I-N. I'm just trying to promote it because I'm very proud of the trailer. We worked very hard on it as we did for the rest of the series, which is coming out in 2024, January 2024. That's so exciting. Most likely. (laughs) A date hasn't been solidified yet. Great. Let's get real. Hey. Um, So I was excited about that. You know, when you find you're working on something for so long and it finally drops and you feel like, oh, I haven't slept in forever. <laughs> I do know that feeling. So you I'm know. excited for you. This break is going to be so restful and restorative for you. Like you won't be fighting with AAF files. Oh. You will be sleeping like a little angel and hopefully doing as little or as much as you'd like to do for your Christmas holiday. And I think that's going to be great. It's going to be great. Yeah. Now I just got to go home and clean my entire apartment and yep. then believe it <laughs> it happens it happens uh well for me i want i must say as much as i have been you know trying to say the positive mat for the holiday season this past week and weekend day job stuff has leaked into my life because you know i love to take a long break mm-hmm. when i go on break for holiday so i'm taking uh from the 20th off until january 2nd but there's like a small chance that I'm going to have to do at least a little bit of work over that time, which is never what I want. So I'm going to be trying my darndest, even if it means I have to pull a Matt steel and stay up all hours of the night to get as much done as I can before I go. Cause the idea of me not opening that computer mm-hmm. for a 10 day stretch is truly the dream. Yeah. And I just don't want to fall victim to like, Oh, workaholism in this aspect of my life, which is like, not to, that I'm a workaholic, but there's just a deadline that needs to be met. And I have to, I have, there's a part of it that it involves me. So I will see how it all goes. Worst case scenario. I work a little bit over this break and every single day that I work, that was supposed to be vacation day. I will say that was not a vacation oh, day. Oh no, I still have those vacation days. I worked for 30 fucking minutes. And so I will be taking this stretch of time off. And I think they'd be happy with that. But long story short, the Christmas stress, the holiday stress is creeping upon me, but I still am given life by all of the lights, mm. all of the smells. Oh, all so the you're stressed now. And you don't know I don't like a holiday stress moment. I'm so sorry. You now don't, you know what I've been going through. Oh, well, now you I know mean, how I've been suffering. I have also just I've decided to, you know, I, I'm I'm a glass half full kind of person. So I guess that's the difference between I'm you and me. I'm a glass half full person, Except- not from December 4th to <laughs> December 18th, right. though. Well, that's, that's my pessimism area. This era. is, the, this is some, usually my positivity era, but the pessimism sinking in. And we've got to tell us, go away, go away. Don't let the us holidays sink. are here. Don't let the Grinch get you. I will not get okay. Grinched. <laughs> oh, also, a weight has been lifted in like the drive up uh, here okay. because I was like, 
uh, to this day, I'm still, I, well, t- today it ended where I was worrying about this, but yeah. for so many days I was like, I don't know what to get my brother. I don't know what to get my brother. Mm. I finally figured out something relatively decent that nice. I can get my brother for Christmas. So, sure love it. so I'm very excited about that. And that's like a big stress because like, you know, my, like it's, I want to put a lot of thought into something and get him something that like he's interested yeah. in. But like, I also want to get him something that like he can use. I right. don't like, you know, he has a lot of interests, but like, I don't want to get him just like a sound of music, like something okay. like just to like throw somewhere like on a desk right. or whatever. Like how many sound of music decorations does the guy need? Right. I mean, you can never have enough, <laughs> but like, and also I don't know what he already has. So it's like, I want to get him something that I know he could use. Could you, know? you did you reach out to his boyfriend? I like, did. Hey. Okay, good. Well, I, more so I came up, up with the idea myself okay and then i asked uh my brother's boyfriend like yeah. will this work and he was like i think it will nice. and I was like, thank you ryan i mean and also i will say in other aspects of life your brother can be a bit of a harsh critic would he tell you if he did not like a gift or would he be like oh thanks this is great i mean like he wouldn't tell me if he didn't like it he would tell me if it was weird he, he would, <laughs> like well okay he always like gives me shit because once in first grade that was um, a long time ago. Which, listen, <laughs> I, you didn't need to put, throw that No, out that there. wasn't shade to you. I'm just saying your brother shouldn't still be giving you shit about something that happened Are when you, you were first Are you kidding? My brother gives me shit from when I was three days old. <laughs> okay, he still fair. brings it. If there's one thing my brother's going to do, it's bring up old shit. Okay. okay. Uh, one time in uh, uh, first grade, uh, I don't want to give the year away, but like pogs were very in. <laughs> yeah, I think you've given it all away. <laughs> so, okay, yes, it, it was like... 1994 going yes. into 1995 whatever yes. and uh so uh my mom was like what do you want to get your brother when do you want to get your brother and at the like type of store that i was at they had pogs mm-hmm. and i uh picked out a pog <laughs> And so for Christmas that year, I gave him a single, like a single, a pog? single pog. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. My mom was like, just this. And I was like, yeah, it's a real nice pog. Um, for, those, for, the, for the kids out there who, who don't know, pogs were essentially like little round pieces of barely cardboard, right. but they're just thick paper. That was like part of a game. Yeah. You could play and a they game had with like them. different designs yes. on them. So I gave him a pog. Uh, there was also, there was a period of time where he loved the show. Everybody hates Chris. Like he just thought oh, it was really okay. funny. Um, and so this was like probably like end of college or mm. beginning of college. I forget. And I went to Best Buy and I was like, I'm going to get him like the entire series of Everybody Hates Chris on, on DVD. Well, Best Buy didn't have the entire series. They just had season four. <laughs> so I just gave him season four on DVD. Maybe that's and, a great season. And so my brother was just like, why just season four? <laughs> like, this is so random. Well, at least, you know, Tyler James Williams from that show is huge on Abbott Elementary these days. So you, you know, maybe your brother saw something in him and foresaw his beautiful career and you got to show him season four specifically is really where he started to shine. And you know what? I'm sure my brother still has that DVD. he does. Yeah. So you're welcome, Michael. All right. Are we ready to jump into News for Idiots? Yeah. All right. So. Okay, guys. (laughs) I'm glad that this is our last uh, podcast for the year yes. because so many weeks we're just like, oh, there was no news this yes. week. There was no news this week. There was iconic news this week. Like there, all fun things to talk about. There wasn't like a lot of different stories, but the stories are story. Our story and like <laughs> the stakes aren't that high. <laughs> but I mean, there's still so okay. It's. If no, no one, no one's, no one's in pain. In pain. I mean, there's people in pain around the world, but like, as far the as this s- week's stories, stories that we will talk about today, it's not like dark. Nothing is dark. It's it's messy, messy, <laughs> but not dark. And that's what we're here for. That's all the, the perfect time. place the for perfect. us to be. So, um, a Senate staffer has lost his job after allegedly having sex in a hearing room. 
this, um, I won't say our staffer's name because I I think, I can't tell if they are admitting that this happened or they saying it didn't happen. I, I feel like the, the, this person's not famous, so I feel weird saying his name. But a Senate staffer uh, accused of filming himself having sex in a congressional hearing room is threatening legal action after getting fired. The explicit footage published by the Daily Caller on Friday shows two men having sex in what appears to be Heart 216, the judiciary room. Um, this person was a legislative aide for Senator Ben Cardin of Maryland, was widely named on social media as one of the men in the footage. Um, and they are no longer employed by the U.S. Senate. Um, I believe it started the the picture I saw. I, mm-hmm. I assume it was just a picture. It was a screenshot of someone's close friend's Instagram story. Yeah. Had the green. Had the green. Had the green. Had the green. <laughs> and it was um, a, a a young man uh, mm-hmm. who was seemed to be preparing to uh, receive a s- sexual maybe not, moment. Maybe just showing off. Maybe showing off. Y- maybe uh, a little bit of both. It was. You, know, you got to perform. He and- was. Uh, mid-performance or maybe pre-performance. Warming up. (laughs) Warming up. (laughs) And it just is the wildest thing to me that, okay, I of course am not going to say, oh, this is a cool thing to do. Definitely like have sex at your workplace. No, and especially when you work for the fucking government, like working in in like Senate hearings, like that's where you should do that. I'm not going to say that that's a good idea. Of course it's not. But a worse idea. <laughs> if we had to rank. If we had to rank the like levels. If we're going to do one bad idea. Yes. That one's a bad one. The worse idea is to have photographic evidence. <laughs> and an even worse idea is to post it on your social media. I don't care if it's your close friend's story. This could be and now is national fucking news. Like you can't trust all the gays on your close friends not to screenshot that shit and sell it. I know you think you can trust your close friends. You can't. No one's your friend. I don't. I don't send Matt Palmer nothing. I show up and I'm like, hi, how are you? <laughs> That's true. We are ice cold you, when we show look, up to our workplace. You would send me a lot of things. Sure. You'd never send me that. No, I don't have any of that. To <laughs> and send. why would you? Well, and the amazing thing that I find is just like this person must yes. have been intelligent enough. To get like a, absolutely what was in an internship, a, 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 he was a staffer. I think it was a, a job, like staffer, like job yes. to get this position. And everything. They are intelligent enough to get this position, yet not intelligent enough to like think like, hey, I'm not going to post this. Yes, and I what I can't even get a job interview. <laughs> I've applied to so many jobs this year, I can't even get a damn interview. And this guy gets to be in like one of the most important buildings of the country. Yes, uh, what's wrong with me? <laughs> I don't- <laughs> I love that somehow this has turned into what is wrong with Matt Steele. Yeah. I think nothing. Thank because you. Because you have not done this. I have not <laughs> done know? this. Well, that we know of. Now, that we, I, got, I, assume I, I might made, have made the one bad decision, but not the worst decision. Not the worst decision, <laughs> darling. And I think that's great. That, <laughs> thank it's you. It's great that you've not you done know, that. You never know what, what 2024 holds for me. I hope it's not um, that. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it's not you posting yourself yeah. having sex on your close friend's story yeah. at your place of work. Uh, so the uh, former staffer went to LinkedIn to post this apology, which oh like my God. iconic. I mean, truly. <laughs> uh, while some of my actions in the past have shown poor judgment, I love my job and would never disrespect my workplace, which to me is like, so wait, are you saying you didn't do it? Are you saying this isn't you? Because if you're saying that it is you, but you wouldn't disrespect your workplace, babes, that's kind of disrespectful of the it's, workplace, It's pretty right? disrespectful <laughs> of the workplace. Um, So we do that. And then I think there was also some separate allegations that like he yelled, uh, Free Palestine at a Jewish congressman, and he does deny those allegations in the LinkedIn post. But it's just, 
You know, they, they always say that the truth is stranger than fiction. Sure. And like if someone were to have written this storyline on like a Ryan Murphy show, you'd be like, this is too big. This would never happen in real fucking life. Who would do that? And the answer is some fucking body. <laughs> some, some, some fucking body. Somebody would do it. And you know what? He will never work for the government again. No. But you know what? As an independent filmmaker, I will say I admire the... Um, um, the guerrilla filmmaking aspect of <laughs> this. The, the guy, the guy has. Um, I mean, the guy has balls, as you know. Some have seen. What is wrong <laughs> so, like, with you? The, the bravery of the guy. I'm just like, you know what? I, I'm going to hire him to be my location scout for my next movie because he will get the job done. You are out of your mind. Because he, because he's just like, you know what? Set up the lights. We're shooting here quickly, so you no know, one will find they us. They got the shot. Yeah, he's he's brave. He's brave. And apparently his scene partner has also been identified according to gay Twitter, so both the um, person in the picture and his, you know, partner in crime yeah. are now people that can be named and found, supposedly. And it's just... What a wild news story that you, I didn't see coming for our week. I didn't see that we would be beginning the podcast discussing this, but there's no way around it. Yeah. This is wild. It's here. We, it's here and it's queer. We, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I just have a question. How pissed do you think George Santos is just that he did say, not come up with this idea first? It's just like, like, how did he get ousted as the messiest gay person in Congress at the last minute? I know. I mean, we say this before he goes on Z-Way. Apparently, Z-Way's like, interview with George Santos is coming out uh, tomorrow on her YouTube channel, which, by the way, you know my feelings about this. I don't think we should be platforming this horrible man. But yeah, because the thing is, like, this man was like had, had a high position to help run the country and he was a complete fraud. A complete like, This guy fraud. was a staffer. What was he doing? Pushing paperwork? <laughs> right. So, yes, this is more funny. The George Santos thing is less funny because he actually could affect things and is a horrible human being. But I will say I was heartened when I watched the Z-Way preview because, like, she is really mocking the shit out of him. Like every frame, it's like, she's like, I'm, I'm not mic'd right now. Am I, am I, am I hot? And it's like, whatever. Can we just like go light on the DOJ stuff? <laughs> it's like, of course they're not going to go light no, on the DOJ. why do you think you're here? And then one of the great questions I saw from the clip was z asking, like, what can we do to get you to go away? <laughs> <laughs> so like, as much as I'm saying, we need to stop platforming this individual, no one buys cameos, I may tune into this, but guys, this has to be the last thing. If he shows up on fucking Mass Singer, Dancing with the Stars, you know, wherever Tom Sandoval has been, you know, hawking his wares, I will be pissed. You know what? You're only a human being. You're entitled to a moment of weakness. I am. So but treat, can, treat yourself. Can we all just agree in 2024, no more of this shit? No more of this shit in, in 2024. I don't want that. Um, But for the staffer, you know, sir, I, I, I want you to have... To make better choices in the new year. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. I think that's the goal. I Just, think that's a great and goal. Again, reminder to everyone out there, especially the youth, you don't have to post everything. No. You don't. Because we've all had thoughts. We've all done things we're not proud of. Not that exactly, but other things. And we've not posted. And it's great. It's great. <laughs> it's oh, great not posting to not is post. my favorite thing to do. It's my favorite. Um. So Matt Steele. Yeah. <laughs> I have an, a deadline article that I think you're going to love. Mm-hmm. It's going to be your favorite. I think you're going to love every test audience who was consulted here. Apparently, mm. studios are not marketing musicals as musicals because they, quote, don't test well. Deadline has reported that studios are not marketing musicals as musicals because test audience focus groups generally hate musicals. And the only way to get people to, into the theater with one is to trick them. 
This. Well, now we've said it. Now they've said it. I mean, because it's something that we've all been suspecting for yes. God knows how long. Yes. Uh, but but uh, now now that the, now they've said it, it's been confirmed. And to me, it's just like not even being a person who's like a lifelong theater elite. This feels like such an antiquated point of view, like musical cowardly yeah, point of view. I don't know if cowardly was my word. I but would say cowardly. It's just like have we have musicals not been a part of the culture for long enough for this like prevailing view of like why are they singing out of nowhere to like st- we're still having this conversation Only a fucking idiot thinks that like truly if you at, by now do not know do not understand what a musical is right. I don't know what to like did you or, like did you just wake up at the age of 30 having never consumed content or media in your entire life right because like by now you like musicals especially like an like an American like a musical like Book musical like is so ingrained and embedded into the culture that like you should like the most some of the most famous movies of all time right are like you should have some concept that musicals exist Mm. and you should be just asking the question why are they singing is just the stupidest fucking question right because it's a musical end of story keep going with whatever you were gonna say i mean there's not much else to say but it's just like there were questions arising with the wonka trailer the mean girls trailer and the first color purple trailers as to why there was no singing in it um and then it was made clear by this deadline article and i just feel like the the like one of the truest American art forms. Not that it's only American, but like it's been here for so long. Is musical theater and the and like the movie musical has been around for so fucking long that people still being confused or turned off or like just being like, oh, I hate this. It's like. Are you allowed to go into a fucking museum? Like, we're supposed to be, like, going to new places, seeing new things, and, like, enjoying architecture and different forms of art. Can you even engage with those things? Or is your mind so small that it's like, I only enjoy the things that I've known and loved, and everything outside of that is weird? Well, now a huge problem is, like, everyone is so in their own little content bubble that they can't handle, like... A f- like two seconds of like consuming something that isn't necessarily 100% their bag. It's, you know? that's the thing. It's, it's so like- sad and pathetic. Get a life, y'all. Like seriously, like open your worldview and like walk outside of your house and see new things. I, and you know what they need to start doing again? Mm, well, they what? need to do multiple things. Back when Chicago came out, they marketed Chicago as as this is fucking cool. This mm. is edgy and yeah. cool. And like, that's what musicals used to be. Like the Bob Fosse movie musicals are, they were like, these are edgy. Right. And like, even if it's like, you know, even if it's like an older musical, like in 2002, Chicago at that point was, you know, Chicago was like 75, 76 around yeah. there. Um, like Chicago was, you know, not the newest musical, but they marketed it as this like exciting boundary pushing, right. uh, like movie, like forward thinking movie because it fucking was. And, uh, so I think like in, and I think that sometimes movie musicals, uh, or like even like musical stuff you see on TV, kind of has lean, started leaning more into like the nostalgia of musicals, mm-hmm. which is a nice sentiment if yeah. you already like musicals. Right. Um, but I don't think that gets like people who um, don't necessarily uh, consume musicals often to be excited about something. Like I think we need to start marketing uh, movie musicals as like 
like boundary pushing again, even if it's, you know, a more family friendly musical like The Color Purple or something, right. a perfectly beautiful uh, family friendly musical. If you like push it forward as like this movie is going to be interesting because when you musicalize something, it automatically makes it an interesting artistic interpretation. Like this right. is going to be this is going to be something like new and fresh and and don't put it on your poster that it's just a new twist. It's so weird. I know. It's like, so weird. Just, yeah. And 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 I also and. A little bit of a problem is people who love music. I'm going to blame myself. Oh, right. Not, I didn't not, see not, this. Not myself, but like people in my camp, because I've never described a musical as this. Okay. Musical theater people out there. I really hate it when y'all like describe musicals as just like, ah, oh, I love it when they just, I love it when people just burst out in song. It's like, that's, that's such not. a, that's such a narrow <laughs> like way and not appealing way of right. describing what a musical is. Like say that a musical is just like, Oh, there are these people and they just randomly burst out <laughs> in a song. Like that's not what a musical or a good musical is. Like right. a musical is a story that is like enhanced through song. Yes. That is what it is. And that is just, that's a, a less, I have like, a question. Cheeky way of putting it. Do yeah. you blame the Gleeks for this? Uh, that's an I, interesting question. Because the thing is, I'm to not going to say yes. I'm not going to say no. The thing is, to me, we're living in a post-Glee world, and Glee was such a like overarching hit, as much as like yes. it had its problems. Sure. That it's like we're still doing the like what's what they're singing it just is so wild and the thing with glee it created a culture of like musicals are they just burst down the song and also musicals like have this nostalgia factor because glee very much had a nostalgia factor because they sang all covers right and so yeah also what we need to do just do what the comic book people started doing with with that made marvel and dc movies like a huge thing. They just started being like, these movies are fucking cool. And if you don't like them, you're a nerd. (laughs) We need to start calling people who I said it on my Twitter. I was like, if you don't like musicals, you're a nerd. Just call them a nerd. (laughs) Who cares? Make it like, have it just play it up. That musicals are cool. And I guess, okay. Is the point of a test audience just to like bring just random middle of the road, anybody's into the theater to see what they think of things. Cause to me, it's like, why would you like want to do that if you are not open to seeing a lot of different types of films? Like I just sure. Oh yes, completely. that doesn't make sense to me. I guess you. I get you're trying to appeal to like every the middle America common person in every aspect of it. But like I would never want to watch a movie, even if I was getting paid to give my feedback on it, that I was like, oh, I'm not going to like this. Or like, there's so many specific types of musicals or like yeah. movies that like if it is this, I automatically don't like it. Wouldn't I be a bad test audience member? Yeah, like a, a test audience member should be someone who's like open to literally, and it's just like I just like movies, right. and I like seeing something new and something that's a great story that's right. done well. Right. Um, I mean, and it's really sad because I feel like we're only really gonna get these really really great movie adaptations of great great musicals if it's like an author director right. direct like like West Side Story that twenty twenty one remake would never have happened. It, like without Steven Spielberg right. at exactly. the being like, hey, I want to direct West Side Story because right. Steven Spielberg can do whatever he wants. He could right. literally be like, I want to direct a video of this toilet flushing. And people <laughs> would be like, here's $20 trillion. <laughs> um, and that's kind of sad because I really want to see like new up and coming directors with like clear, strong visions, mm-hmm. like taking, like getting that money to make those right. musicals. And I'm not just saying this because I want to do that I was going to say, it sounds like <laughs> I, know, I know someone who fits the bill. <laughs> uh, you know, but, but 
I get it. Like musicals are expensive to produce. Right. They're hard to produce um, just because there is so much money involved because there are so many more elements involved. But yes. that is what makes them exciting because be, because there's so many more elements. You can do so much more artistically with them. You can like lovers of cinema should love musicals right. because you can really push boundaries mm-hmm. with them and go in any direction and, and interpret things in such interesting, unique ways. And so if, if I like any director should be clamoring to do a damn musical. I know. It's crazy to me. If only, well, Wonka made some money. It made, what, $39 million okay. this weekend. It was, um, you know, it's a big budget film. It's $125 million, but maybe mm-hmm. they'll make it back. You never know. Um, did you have any feelings about the Golden Globe nomination? Congratulations <laughs> to everyone well, at all. Any surprises? Let's see. Um, best Motion Picture Drama, Anatomy of a Fall, Fillers of the... Flower, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives. Oh, great. The Zone of uh, Interest. And then Best Motion Picture Musical or Comedy, Air, American Fiction, Barbie, The Holdovers, May, December, Poor Things. Ugh. No color purple. No color purple. Well, here's the thing that everyone's kind of freaking out about. Like every t- like around this year, there's a Christmas release movie that doesn't get nominated for like oh, the Golden Globes or or something like that. So that's like normal. It, like people are like, oh, it's over for the color purple, and it's like, no, guys. Every year, one of the Christmas releases like doesn't get like misses out on something right. just because like the movie's not out yet. Yeah, you know. Right. So I think the color purple will be fine. Um. But, uh, but yeah, everyone's kind of just like freaking out about this. And like, guys, every year this kind of happens. Are you most excited to see who wins the cinematic and box office achievement award? I didn't even look at that list. <laughs> even, but you know, congratulations to everyone involved. Congratulations. Especially because those are movies that were probably very hard to make. Because yeah. they're, you know, lots of movies with big special effects. Yeah. And, and those are those are very challenging. I couldn't, I, I was struggling putting together a, a, a trailer this week of, <laughs> of just a very simple TV show. Um, well, in more news that pertains to you more than me, mm-hmm. Zach Efron has gotten his own star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Um, this, uh, from the Disney Channel to the Hollywood Walk of Fame, Zach Efron, 36, was honored as the 2767th star on Monday afternoon. Jeremy Allen White, Miles Teller, and Sean Durkin served as the guest speakers for the ceremony. Apparently, he dedicated it or thought, thanked Matthew Perry in his speech, and he also shouted out the Wildcats from High School Musical. He's made yeah. some mention of them. It's just crazy that we've lived long enough for Zac Efron to like have such a career trajectory that it's like, oh yes, and now I have my Hollywood Walk of Fame. It's like him and fucking Macaulay Culkin just got one. And I loved that it was Catherine O'Hara who I know. gave it to him. And I also loved with the Zac Efron star that Kenny Ortega spoke. Like, oh. It was very much like, oh, I love this. I know. Um, and don't act like the Zac Efron star is pertains to me much more than it pertains to you. We all, We both equally remember that Rolling Stone cover. Okay. Yes, but I, you know, if I, I'm, and I'm not proud of this because we know about my current feelings on this person, but if there was a game changing Rolling Stone cover for me personally, it was the Justin Timberlake. It okay. was that one. It was a little earlier. The, the, the Zach one was great. You Listen. know, he had his arm up that V-neck or whatever. Listen, uh, the, the arm up the V-neck. The arm up the V-neck. <laughs> Great. I, I remember hey, it well. But yes, no, I will not pretend I was not first in line to even see what? Charlie St. Cloud. <laughs> you you did see. See, I didn't even see Charlie St. Cloud. I did. We were, we, oh, what did I we do? We, did we rent the movie uh, with um, 
uh, the woman from Orange is the New Black that he did. Oh, uh, what yes. What was that movie called? It was a Nicholas Sparks movie, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was one of those. It was when, like, it was like 2012-ish era yeah. where Zac Efron was doing all these, like, romantic drama. Or the which, Lucky One. The Lucky One. Yeah, it yes. was a romantic drama. Um, and we were watching it, like, you know, just for Zach. Um, but, like, in the middle of the movie, I go to Matt Palmer. I was just like, is it me? Or, like, is this leading girl, like, acting her face off? And then Matt Palmer was just like, I am so into her. <laughs> she was we amazing. Like, she is acting and hey, like, up a storm. She's great. Orange is the New Black happened. Orange it was amazing. Black. Yeah. So, yes, we have, we have, and I did see 17 again as well, co-starring Matthew Perry. Sure. Another great film. And uh, even, um... What was the one bad neighbors? Neighbors is it was just called oh, neighbors. Neighbors was great. I also loved great. neighbors. I think I saw both of them. Neighbors and neighbors too. And he, now he's getting kind of like Oscar buzz a little bit for his wrestling movie now, right? Yeah, apparently it's really good. I love so that I'm for excited him. about that. I'm going to see that. I think that comes out like December 22nd. Well, so got stuff to do over break. I know. Uh, Greta Gerwig is has been named as the Can Jury President for 2024. Oh, I love that. Yes. Hot. Updated news there. Good for Greta. Um, I didn't. I'd only really known of Andre Brower via like Brooklyn Nine Nine, which I didn't even really watch. Uh, but apparently, he is most well known for Homicide: Life on the Street. Uh, also, he was in Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer, and he had a brief illness and died at sixty-one. I know it seemed like it was really sudden, and like a lot of people were very shocked. I mean, sixty-one is very young. it is very young. It it's just really was very sad. sad. Apparently, it came out the other day that um, his cause of death was revealed to be lung cancer. It just is devastating, and uh, my heart goes out to all of his family and friends because that was very sad, and just also felt very out of nowhere because again, sixty-one is no. I don't know. It's just like I, it's 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 less sad to me when it's like oh that person lived a long and full life but sure. there's so many beautiful years ahead of you at 61 in my head so you know uh, my condolences to him and his family uh, and they also revealed Matthew Perry's cause of death which is apparently uh, ketamine related um, so that was just also more sad shit that's like I know that's like a drug that like the kids are like using they're using it yeah. but also I feel like people are using it in like a medical yeah. way but I feel like maybe if you are an addict. That should not be the path for you because of your addiction issues. Because they were saying, you know, Matthew was using it in that way, in a medical way, like a doctor was administrating mm-hmm. um, administering it to him. But apparently it leaves your system after three to four hours. And the last time he had that procedure done, it was like multiple days ago. So it's just jeez. like, oh, geez. Yes. So it was separate. And it just is like scary because addiction is just a scary thing. And mm-hmm. that drug is very, very strong. So... Rest in peace to Matthew Perry, and um, yeah, it's just just sad stuff, and I wish him and his family all the best as well. Um, is there any other news for idiots that you want to share with the people? I don't think so. All right, guys. Well, we're going to take a quick break and then be back with more of Two Gay Mats, the podcast. All right, act two, guys. Act two. Act two, the final act of 2023. <laughs> we got this act two before we got Beyonce's act two. I mean, I could have told you that. Sure. <laughs> uh, but guys, thank you so much for listening or watching the podcast. If you enjoy us, please go to your Apple Podcasts or your Spotify and leave us a five-star rating or review. We do only accept five-star ratings, so that's that on that. Uh, and if you really enjoy us, go to patreon.com slash 2gaymats and become a patron. You get to join the Discord and chit-chat with us and new best friends uh, that you just haven't met yet every single day. We also just had a 
Christmas slash holiday party live stream where we listen to a lot of uh, holiday music, Christmas music. We listen to Christina's many runs on the Christmas song. We listen to Mariah's So So Deaf remix of All I'm For Christmas Is You, the Sabrina holiday nonsense or whatever that song is called. We listen to a lot of shit and it's up on the Patreon for patrons only. And we're going to have a lot of more uh, patron only content coming in the future. So maybe that should be a Christmas gift, a holiday gift to yourself is joining our fucking Patreon. Yeah, we recorded a couple things that will be released like throughout the ho- our holiday break. Absolutely. So uh, yeah, join the Patreon yeah. and uh, check all that stuff out. Yes, there's a lot of bonus content available to you if you're missing us over that break. Yeah. So guys, this is Email My Heart. This is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of Email My Heart if you email us at twogaymats at gmail.com. Two is spelled T-W-O. Mm. So we got the most daunting question this week yes. ever from Isaac, who's actually in the chat. <laughs> two sentences. New Year's resolutions. Go, Matt Palmer. What's your New Year's resolution? Was that two sentences? Two words. Sorry. <laughs> Three words. New Year's resolutions. New. Oh, yeah. All right. Anyways. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, I am very amped at the current moment about the Two Gay Mats live show. My resolution is that we book and put on a live show in Los Angeles. We are closer than ever to that happening. P- everyone can put their pencil in for April 27th. That's the goal, which would be kind of a birthday show for me two days before my actual birthday. But I would love for us to just, you know, it'd be half like live podcast episode. We would play some games, some interactive moments with the audience, maybe answer some questions, listen to some music live and react to it with all of you because we love doing that so much on the YouTube channel. And the goal for me is to get that up and running and for have it to have it be fun and good and worth the price of a ticket, which is not going to be a crazy price. Um, and that's the goal. The goal is to have that happen. I also would like to, and I feel like I probably said this last year, but with all of the 2K match revamping I did, it's okay. I am going to put out the Z Future collaboration album next year. Yeah. Period. It's going to happen. How many I, tracks? It's going to be six. Okay. We're done with four. Two more to go, and then we're putting it out. It's going to be great. Is it great? It's, I mean, Hello, I'm the artist. Is it your most personal album yet? No. (laughs) But as much as I went into it being like, ah, we're singing some songs. It's going to be dance music. Of course, there's a song or two where it's like, but these are my feelings. Okay. (laughs) Because I can't, it's hard to like write a whole fucking EP and have it just be light and fluffy. You know, you got to, what did Janet say? She said, you got to go deep. I mean, we're talking, we're homosexuals guys. Like we need our dance music to have layers. I mean, Robin taught us dancing on my own was a classic and is a classic for that very reason. Everything Robin does is a classic. It's true. When's she coming back? I don't know. Cause uh, what's it called? Um, Honey Honey was what? 2018. That was a while. I mean, Uh, that was when caution was Robin. We we have been letting Robin off the hook too much. I know because we're like Mariah. Where are you? Where are you? I but know. Like, I'm like Rihanna. Robin, where are you? But Robin. Well, I mean, especially Rihanna. Where are you? <laughs> but like, I feel like we all know the answer to Rihanna. Where yes. are you? She's like selling lipstick. Yes. Yeah. So oh, um, sorry, someone else in the chat. Uh, what's happening with your monitor situation? I work from home as well, uh, and a second monitor is essential. I don't know how I got so invested in this. I have to tell you, as of right now, the journey is over. Okay. We're down to one monitor. It's a beautiful monitor. Uh, We'll revisit at a later date, but especially with Mac computers, they essentially only allow you to have one monitor per like a USB-C jack, which Windows computers allow you to have multiple, which is like Apple being worse than a Windows computer and anything is upsetting to me. Uh, And if I were to use multiple USB-C outs, it would slow the computer down. It would heat the computer up too much that I've now just had to make peace with a single monitor until you know what? Sometimes, Something changes. Sometimes it's important to close the book. Yes, and we're closing. Close, but close it peacefully. Yes, it's a and peaceful And you know, we closing. could reopen this book again. But you know, as Avril Lavigne 
told all of us, let go. Let go. And as I told all of us in my debut album. In your debut album, let, let go. go. Available now. Thank yes, you. Don't listen to that gentlemen. one. <laughs> you can if you want, but listen it's to great. fucking the good parts. It's great. It's great, but the good parts. You are sound fun. like Mariah being like, oh yeah, someday it's okay. No, but you know. I like let go. Let go is good. But there's just so, like people are always like, oh, well, I listen to I wish. I love I wish. It's like, get over I wish. Right, the good guys. part's available now. Right, Sorry. Guys, get over I wish, I guess. Um, <laughs> Matt Steele, what are your New Year's resolutions? Uh, so new, new Year's resolution for me, I always say every year, I'm like, my New Year's resolution is to not be on my phone as I'm getting ready for the day. Because mm. it takes me a while to get ready for the day. You know, the hair. Of course. And, you know, the skin. Yes. And, you know, everything that makes me look as glowing as I am. Mm. Um, and I'm always, like, on my phone as I do it. And, you right. know, sometimes, like, I put the, like, blow dryer down to, like, type something like so it's sometimes getting ready takes longer than it really should yeah so i've done that new year's resolution before and it always works up until like april okay uh you know so we're going for that again okay but also now that i am done the uh uh, the series that i directed now that that's all done like post-production and everything uh i am starting the beginning process of uh, producing a proof of concept for my next feature film. Yes. So I am, you know, creating the shot list and getting things together to make a, there's an opening sequence of my uh, next feature film, which like not to brag, but it's pretty fucking iconic. <laughs> and so I'm kind of like, well, I could like film this right. and use this to pitch, you know, like, Hey, isn't this great? Give me money. <laughs> um, so I'm hoping to shoot that early okay. of next year. And, Use that in the best way I know. Hey, how. well, if there are any characters that I could embody, only to be recast later when the feature gets made, I'm available. Wow. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that's sort of my beginning of the New Year's resolution. Okay. And then the end of the year resolution is to maybe somehow get that made. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's you know? great. Yeah. These are great goals and I things that can are, happen. These for are you. great attainable goals. Yes. Like I can definitely, I can definitely do this. Uh, so. All right. Do you have a two gay minutes? I do. Okay. It's, I don't know if it's going to be two minutes. I say that every week, but I really don't. Well, think it's going to be two be minutes because uh, I have the timer, bitch, and okay. I'm going to tell you to stop. I know, but I'm saying it'll probably be less than two minutes. Oh, less than two minutes. Yes. Oh, great. Then talk slow, darling. I will talk slow. Um, and so, guys, in case you don't know, this is two gay minutes. This is the section of the podcast where one of us rambles about something that the other Matt doesn't give a shit about. Yeah. Two minutes and two minutes only. Matt Palmer, it's usually a Bravo thing. Is it Bravo? Really? It is Bravo. Good for you. <laughs> All right. Tell me when you're ready. I am ready. Ready, set. Give me your two gay minutes. All right. I just have to say that the Vanderpump Rules trailer for next season has been released. The full trailer. And um, there are... Many storylines, and okay, we're coming off of Scandaval, which was, of course, the gigantic ending of last season. One of the best episodes of reality television I've ever watched is that episode that was filmed after that scandal broke. Um, but Rachel Levis chose not to return to Vanderpump Rules this upcoming season. So I'm like, how are we going to be dealing with this? How are we going to pick up the pieces as a group without getting her perspective? Because that's kind of ideally what the audience would want to see. But I have to say, as much as I was thinking, oh, maybe next season is going to be a letdown, it's hard to, like, how are you going to top where we were as far as the scandal, the impact that that moment had on the show? And it it looks like it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. It seems like there are lines drawn in the sand. It's like, essentially, Ariana's like, if you speak to fucking Tom Sandoval, I want you out of my life completely, essentially. Sheena has no backbone, of course. One and minute. is like, she, but Tom was one of my best friends. Sheena was recently on a podcast and the clip is literally the funniest thing you've ever seen where she's like, I don't think Ariana will ever understand how much Scandival affected me 
<laughs> like literally just so in her own head. She's like, I finally am putting myself first. It's like, babe, you have pictures of yourself all over your house. Like you always put yourself first. But I just have to say to the girl who made out with both Tom Schwartz and his ex, Katie Maloney, former wife, and is tr- going to be in a relationship with both of them next season. Academy seconds. Award. Give her fucking all the money in the world. Thank you for mixing things up. Um, I am excited to see how Lala seemingly turns on Ariana because she's like, I've never seen like since a girl gets cheated on that they just turn into God. And like they're just having to deal with Ariana's new celebrity, new fame, new like ubiquitous love throughout the world. I think it's going to be interesting to see how it all seconds. shakes out, even if we're not getting the scandal of all follow up that we were all hoping for. Period. Period. Yes. I'm happy that you that it's it still looks like it it's still do, looks good. doing pretty well. And it's gonna be back in January th- on January 30th. And so I'm excited to watch it. It's not gonna be at the level we were at. No, I mean, you know what? No, it's like it's like Degrassi, the next generation. Nothing can be season three. Yes. Nothing can be season three. And right. it will dip, but then it will rise again. And, and that's the thing. It's 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 we've we've been through long dips. Yeah. I'm sure I can take a little one. You know what I'm saying? Like sure. and I, I think it's cool how much more interest on Vanderpump rules there is than there has ever been. So I'm excited to see how the next season plays out. All right. Uh, do you have a two game minutes? I don't have a two game okay. minutes because I was considering doing this as a two game minutes, but because it's about Big Brother, <laughs> uh, but like fuck it, I'm gonna make it my giving me moments right. because it's also like the Christmas season. Yes. Uh, so guys, this is giving me moments. Yes. This is the section of the podcast where we talk about whatever media or life event happened that gave us real moments of feeling, usually good feelings. Yes, but absolutely. Any type of cathartic feeling. Yeah. So do you want to go first? Or you want no, me? No, you go first. go first. I will go first. Please. First of all, I saw Poor Things, the new. Yorgos Lanthimos movie yesterday starring Emma Stone mm-hmm. and um, uh, uh, what's his name? Mark Ruffalo. Okay. Um, it's so funny and weird. Like <laughs> every Yorgos Lanthimos essentially. Um, uh, Willem Dafoe plays this scientist who essentially, I'm not going to spoil how he creates her, but he creates this woman and so this woman is like developing as a child um, but like in a woman's body. Okay. She discovers her sexuality and boy does she discover it. There's a lot of sex okay. in this movie. Um, it's, it's just... So bizarre and so like fun. Is and she gonna win the Academy Award? I mean, she, well, she's definitely getting nominated, but like okay. she's excellent. But Emma Stone's excellent and everything. So mm. like, so I mean, uh, you don't know right now. She's one of the front runners for best right. leading actress. Um, so you never know. So I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, but guys, the Big Brother fan in me is just feeling so much this week because when the season finale of Big Brother Twenty Five happened, and Julie Chen announced that the this spinoff that they were so excited to announce was essentially just like a six episode competition show that was Christmas themed called Reindeer Games. And they were just going to be playing games with like old legendary cast members. We were all just like, fuck that. That is so stupid. Like that is like so blah and like family friendly and like blah. But guys, when I tell you Reindeer Games is a fucking delight and it is melting my little Grinch heart. It is so Christmassy. Mm. Everything is so like so like cheeky and fun. Like the the cute things that the little competitions that they have are just like so like easy and to the point where it's like laugh. They're not like easy, but like they're not like the hardcore competitions that they have on like some Big Brother comp- like shows and everything. And right. so because these are like easier competitions, like guess the name of this Christmas Carol, like because of like the easy factor of it and the low stakes factor of it. I'm screaming. It's so much fun to just scream at the TV up on the house. Stop, it's up on the house stop. And there is some strategy element involved because essentially there are three competitions per round. Okay. Um, 
And like it's the second competition, which is the the first competition, if you win, you get like a, a benefit okay. for the second competition, which is the really important one, mm. where if you win that, you nominate two people to face off in the third competition, and the third competition is how you leave, so if you like lose that. Oh. And so um, uh, for... So there has to be like a strategic element of just like, are you going to nominate me essentially to compete in this third competition? Like you have to form like little alliances here and everything. But it's also just so great just to see these like players who I, you know, watched live in a house for some of them like Nicole Franzel. This is her fourth time in a big wow. brother thing. She's had more days in the house than anyone in history. So That's like, wild. I feel like I know these people so well. Right. And so seeing them on my TV screen again is Always just such a joy. Um, and it was so great to see Danielle Reyes, my favorite player of Big Brother in history, on my TV again. The last time she was on Big Brother was in 2006 for wow. Big Brother All-Stars 1. And so seeing her again, she did, spoiler alert, get eliminated oh. in the third um, episode. But the way it happened was just like heart pumping because it was an interesting uh, thing they had to do. The, the, the strategy behind de determining who would get eliminated was very interesting. I won't go into it because we don't have that much time. Right. Um, but it was so interesting. And it's like they need to do s stuff like this on the regular season of Big Brother, you know, like because now Big Brother, it's just like, oh, it's the same style competition. And it's and the same people are just winning over and over again. And also the competitions don't reveal anything. It's just like, can you memorize this or can yeah. you like put this puzzle together here? Like there are strategic elements to the actual competitions, not just mm -hmm. the social aspect of the show. Like uh, and it's like they're doing competitions that reveal personality or like reveal intentions or re maybe like reveal other people's strategies like um, in the episode where Danielle got kicked off, Xavier, like a part of the competition was like you had to like say who you wanted to play next. Mm. And Xavier essentially said like to the Brittany who was um, playing next, he was like, I didn't choose her this time. I chose you because I was trying to protect Danielle. Mm. And so Brittany was like, well, now I have to pick Danielle to compete. So she has a chance of leaving because I know that you are trying to protect right. her. Like there are those elements that make the show so much more interesting. And it's just so low stakes and stupid and fun. <laughs> like they're competing for a hundred thousand dollars. It's not happening in real time, so there are no live feeds, which, right. you know, like, I love the live feeds, but there is a a nice relaxing element to having the sh a version of the show with no live feeds. Mm -hmm. Never get rid of the live feeds at CBS, if that's what you're thinking, because some people are, like, they're testing out a no live feeds right. thing to see if this works for a regular season to Big Brother. No, no, no. We don't want that. But having it in this spinoff is a delight. It's interesting that when they do the spinoffs like this and Big Brother Over the Top, it's like it seems like they get it so much more right than they do on the main show. Like, I feel like oh, every Big Brother time, Over the Top was yeah, unbelievable. You loved it. It just it's is like great. always like, oh, this is so thrilling and so exciting and like really giving everything. And I just wonder what the issue is on the main show as to why they can't get the thing just right because it used to be such a great show for well you. I feel like the main show they're really trying to like micromanage like it's like mm. okay we have to make everyone like be like super likable mm. and like they really try to micromanage the show too much as opposed to just like letting it happen right and so I feel like that's an issue with the regular show now so someone in the chat is saying <laughs> that this is over four minutes steel girl we are on to giving this me is giving me moments he has the floor for I as have long the floor as he'd like for the next 30 minutes well I don't know about that <laughs> no, I'm, I'm done talking okay. and also another 
giving me moments. I'm just so thrilled that, you know, I finally, like me and my friend Cecilia finally got to release this trailer to the world, especially because, you know, it's a a concept for the show that, you know, Cecilia, you know, worked on very hard. And and so I'm happy that I was able to deliver her baby for her. I guess I was kind of like the surrogate mother for her. Okay. She conceived the show and, and wrote it and everything and produced it. And I was the one that had to sort of make it happen. Okay. You know, so. Make it happen. Great Mariah song. Great Mariah song. So, (laughs) so I'm just so, so, you know, thrilled that it's out and, People are enjoying it. Congratulations. Yeah, so everyone again. hustling. By the way, the concept is uh, five girls and their like side hustle jobs. In case you weren't aware. Watch it. That. It's great. Watch <laughs> it. Yeah. Um, Matt Palmer. Yes. Tell me what was giving you moments this week. I have two things that were giving me moments this week. I, one, have begun watching season one of Traders US on Peacock in uh, anticipation <gasps> uh-huh. for Trader season two. This show is so Fucking really? good. It is thrilling. Alan Cumming deserves every single award as a host. He's so over the top. The way he pronounces, overpronounces everything. And like, he's behaving like this is a true murder mystery. And I am like acting my face off. Uh-huh. Like, it is a performance. Every outfit he's in is brilliant. Also, just the cast of characters is so incredible because it's like you don't notice when it's like, oh, we watch reality shows, whatever, whatever. The Survivor and Big Brother people have been trained in reality in a, such a different way oh, than completely. the Bravo people. Oh, God, yeah. The Are you bra- kidding? And, like, not to, if you haven't watched season one, it's been out for, like, a year. So, spoiler alert, but the Bravo people get kicked out, like, that. Of course they do. they're there to be like, I'm at the fucking deciding table and like, you guys are all being too quiet and like, we should talk about why you aren't really doing things. And like, I know you're a fucking traitor. I know it in my heart. I swear on my kids, it's you. It's just like, the training you get on Bravo is like, say what you think. Yes. What The first thing that comes to your head needs to come out of your mouth and it's like, that's why Reza left. That's why Brandy left. That's why Kyle left. It's just like, woo, because you watch Sari and usually Cody, except I will say the episode I was just on, Cody did something that I was like, are you an idiot? Why did you? It's like he was beginning. He kept being like, I'm feeling such weight. Like, li- oh, sorry, spoiler. He's a, he's a traitor. <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> I'm feeling such weight on my shoulders, like get, making these friends and like killing them every night and sending them home. And uh, it's just weighing on me. And so he was trying to like befriend Kyle Cook from Summerhouse and just was like, oh, by the way, Ryan Lochte, when he was about to leave, he said that he wanted to get you and Rachel Riley and this other girl out. And then Kyle was like, what? <laughs> like, why did you bring this up to me out of nowhere? And Cerise looking at him like, bitch, shut up. <laughs> like, you have won a show like this before. How you cannot just, like, hold your cards closer to the vest? Mm-hmm. Like, it was wild to see Cody do that. And so he's really trying to repair his game where I am. Um, How's Rachel? This is your first time experiencing a Rachel Riley Rachel season of anything. Riley... I think she's the one that's the most like it's shocking that you're a big brother legend like because it doesn't seem and like maybe I'm just seeing it from the top down she doesn't seem to have the most strategic mind oh Rachel Riley is the strategy of just like I'm gonna tell you exactly what I'm gonna do and I will I will get in your face about it and let you know it was a very weird era for big brother but man was it thrilling to watch it was like yes like she and um Kate Chastain from who was the breakout star of blow deck have been going at it and just like fucking hate each other and it's like 
I don't know. She's she, Kate's like, I'm so sick of hearing about how she's like, has the first big brother baby. Like, who the fuck cares? I'm like, yes, tell her, Kate. <laughs> fuck that. That baby's a legend. <laughs> so, Adora Borealis, queen. I am excited about it in the new Traders trailer, uh, which stars a lot of people, Dan Giesling, Janelle, but the oh. breakout star of that fucking trailer is Phaedra Parks, who was on Housewives of Atlanta and then accused someone of rape and so got kicked off and is now on Married to Medicine and she's going to be on Traders next season. And she's there with uh, Pilot Pete from The Bachelor. And she says, this amazing quote that I'm probably going to botch, but she says something to him. It's like, I am not, uh, I am not having to kiss your ass to get a rose. I'm going to say what I want to say, Pete. And I'm like, yes, tell him Phaedra. So I'm like hoping that she's all over the show. Like she's all over the trailer, but like that cast in season two, cause season one is fun. And there are like some people who aren't reality stars on the show mm-hmm. who are trying to win this money and like figure out who the traders are. And someone asked what the show is like. It's essentially like, like a large scale, big budget game of mafia. And there are three people playing mafia and you're every night. They try to guess who's a member of the traders or like the mafia members. And then overnight, a regular person who's not a member of the mafia gets killed by uh Sari, uh, Dan and this guy Christian who sucks but is just a random person not from reality mm-hmm. um, and season two like, like it's going to be even better because there's no regular people it's all reality people that like even if you don't know their work like you get the idea oh, of what like, they're doing the fact that they got Janelle and Dan Giesling on the same season with Parvati from Survivor is out of control and it's why I have to watch and it's uh, like Trader season Housewives one. Wives you've got Sheree you've got Phaedra you have Tamra like these are heavy fucking hitters do there tend to be alliances between because I can imagine there being alliances between like the Big Brother Survivor uh, people and the like the non-competition reality yes, people there, like, there are bra- like Bravo but it's like it's kind of unspoken they don't really talk sure. about it but you can tell like there's this girl Stephanie who I think went on Survivor with Sari and every time someone brings up Sari as like a possible. Oh, Stephanie from Survivor? I think yes. Oh shit, okay. She's there and every time someone brings up Sari as a possible traitor, she's like, no, 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 I trust her. Oh it's my not God. her and it's like, babe, <laughs> well, no. What's also so fascinating about like these like reality show people, it's like once you see them often, you know like what kind of like relationship they have outside of exactly. the show. Like the, like if they, especially if they have like beef outside the yes. show, like Reindeer Games, Brittany uh, uh, was reunited with Nicole mm. and they have beef outside the house because when Nicole was on uh, Big Brother uh, All Stars Two. Mm. Um, Brittany essentially like talked a little bit smack about Nicole <laughs> on Twitter and everything, yes. and Nicole was like heard about it, mm. and so they had this like conversation on Reindeer Games uh, where they like you know buried the hatchet and everything. And I was riveted. <laughs> I was saying uh, I was thrilled to watch it's it. It's amazing. I so I cannot recommend Traders enough. You're going to love it. And All season right. two is coming in like two weeks. Like it comes out like middle of January. So if you want yeah. to watch season one, get maybe on. that'll be like my over like Christmas break thing. Uh, absolutely, and I watch. Also, since if we're watching if you want to watch something that's non-reality i just must say i finished fellow travelers the final episode came out last week this is the show that i spoke about a couple of weeks ago about like the gay uh kind of dc gays (laughs) gays. in a different time period we're talking about like um the 60s i believe it i believe it begins in the 60s they jump decades so often it's hard to keep track but it's jonathan bailey matt bomer and um i have to say that the finale even though it gets a little soapy Jonathan Bailey can act his fucking ass oh, off. Oh shit, great. He is so good and he's like like portrays so much in just like a look. It's just like truly like an incredible actor. He's going to have such a giant career. Obviously he already does, but I just was so taken with him and it's like when you watch the show, you know where we're going, you know where the ball is rolling to. Mm. 
But if I didn't cry, like it just is sad and heartwarming and heartbreaking. And to see how it ends with, you know, our two main characters, how it ends with their families and friends. It just was a heart wrenching watch that I can't recommend enough. Because again, sure, did I start watching it because it was like, oh, two hot guys having sex. Yes. <laughs> but it's more than but that. But you chose to watch that instead of the Senate hearing room well, that was, video. That's different. That's only seven seconds, uh, but it's very different. Yeah. And um, we want full, like three dimensional entertainment. Yes. In, our, in our two hot guys having sex. Right, entertainment. You have to know why the sex is important. Yes, so, exactly. But I recommend the show. There's a lot more to it than that and it certainly made me cry at the very end so justice for uh, fellow travelers I hope justice for it's doing fine I hope it's it? doing fine but are they going to win all the Emmys I hope okay I, well, right. I don't know imagine that. it got like Golden Globe nominations in it I didn't watch the, the TV nomination look at you not oh you just watched the, the movie nominations yeah just the movie once and I then I went it. back to bed well guys guys this has been a great year it really has. I hope you've enjoyed Two Game Mats as much as we've enjoyed being the Two Game Mats. This, I, this year. was an amazing year for Two it Game really Mats. Was. Stressful in other ways, <laughs> but Two Game Mats was always a wonderful home to come. Like you know what? Whenever things were a little low in 2023, I was like, you know what? But Two Game Mats. But two Game Mats. Is the doing the great. Kathy's out there. Yes. All you guys, it's so, great tuning into you guys once a week. So we hope all the Kathys, all of the Jamies, and all of the. Kathy's, if that's how you identify. Yeah. <laughs> have a wonderful holiday break. Uh, we will be off next week for sure for the podcast. We may have a podcast for you with me and a co-host that's not Matt Steele around New Year's Eve time, but we'll be back sooner than you think. A lot of podcasts go on longer breaks than this, and you will all survive. We love you so much, and we'll be back very soon in 2024 with more 2K Matt's, the podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.